This is a Rooster Teeth production. Oh, hey. Hey, 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 welcome to, I don't know why I opened like that. Welcome to the Death <laughs> Battle cast. We're the cast and crew of Death Battle and Beyond. I'm Ben, voice of Wiz. Uh, most of the time director of the show, but not anymore because we got Josh over here. Hey. Hello. Writer and director on Death Battle now. Writer and director. Very exciting. Editor <laughs> does all sorts of cool stuff for Death Battle. Like, yeah. you know, just like a Swiss Army knife for, for Death Battle at this point. Uh, and of course, we got Chad down there. I voice Boomstick and still haven't cut my hair. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. And surprise, we got surprise! somebody special on the show today. It's Joey. <laughs> Hi, Joey. how's it going? I uh, well, I am an animator on a bunch of things. Most relevant to this, pro- I worked on the RVB Death Battle. Woo. So that nice. is probably why I'm here. They won't tell me. <laughs> yeah, Joey is the easiest person to find in the animation department. It's my favorite <laughs> because he has that hat uh, that he wears like every single day. And I got such a nostalgia trip for like the normal times when I popped yeah. into this call and saw you there. And I, I love that you committed and put the hat over your headphones. So I mean, bravo. how else are you supposed to recognize me? <laughs> but I, I, I made the conscious decision. Do I wear the hat? And I, I picked the only answer. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. If you had gotten onto this call without the hat, I would have been like, "Who is this?" No, 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 no. Where's no. Joe? It's Go like you hat. know, everybody gives a lot of shit to Clark Kent's uh, disguise being putting on glasses, but I legit probably would not recognize <laughs> Joe if he took the hat off. So like, you've given me hope. <laughs> One might say mild manner, mild mannered Clark Kent. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but yes, we will be talking about the most recent death battle that just aired, Red versus Blue, which hey. also just so happens to coincide with the new Red versus Blue season, RVB Zero, hey. um, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lots of cool stuff is happening actually right now with Rooster Teeth. If you haven't seen uh, Ruby's also out, like, hey, what is, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> like, everything's <laughs> dropping all at once. <laughs> when it rains, it's time to be pours. a first member. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now's the time. If you're not a first member, uh, start a trial. Uh, Maybe consider. Yeah, give that give that a look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but we're 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 very excited by the response to the the Red versus Blue Death Battle so far. It, it's definitely one of those matchups where we're like, yeah. I don't know how it's going to turn out per se. I don't know how people are going to react. <laughs> and then um, we started working on it. And of course, Tori and, and, and Joey here uh, really helped lead that animation uh, and kick it off to a level like I knew going into the episode that the show was going to be pretty cool because, you know, Torian's animation director, he's using it to kind of like test out things for RVB Zero. I was like, okay, right. let's go try out some cool things. And then we saw what the animation looks like. <laughs> and I, to this day, like, I still swear, like, this animation was done ages ago, like, just the animation itself. Right. Um, and I still, like, cannot believe how dope it looks. <laughs> like, ben, you said it best when we were doing commentary, and you said that this, the animation for this episode has no business being as cool as it is. Correct. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I, I think, like, um, this is absolutely true for Torian, and I try to bring this as well but it's a mat like trying to make it as cool as you can because like it probably doesn't need to be that cool <laughs> but what if it is though 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, the amount of conversations I've had with Torian in the past about trying to find that middle ground of like, dude, it's awesome. That's so cool. But like, we do have to finish it. Yeah, uh, it's and, like, and, and I want you to go home and have time to yourself. He's but like, yeah, no, but, no, 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 no. But look, if, I can add if, this scene and they'll do more flips. And I'm like, oh God. But what if he like <laughs> throws the knife, catches yeah. it again, throws it again, it bounces off. Then the other guy catches it. Yeah. And I have too up. many You're conversations like in the corner. with that. Yeah. Torian's like, it's cool, right? Uh, of course it's cool. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what else am I supposed so to why, say? Why not do it? Well, uh, he's not wrong. It is cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. And I am an enabler, and I'm just like, oh, you're right. That is cool. <laughs> and I just get like the wild eyes and just be like, okay, what do we need to do to do this? That was really awesome to see uh, when we first got uh, brought down to Austin and got to be in studio in studio. And because uh, we had like Portorian was just like off in his solo little animation spot oh, yeah. in our previous office. But getting to be down here and then watching him and then also uh, we hired uh, Luis. And so getting to see those, those guys get to go like talk with people who understand their craft better than we do. Uh, <laughs> was really awesome. I remember him huddling up with you guys and talking about all the shows and what you guys were animating on. And like, it was really fun. I, I, uh, so I had met Torian in passing, but there is one moment that I feel like I truly met him. Okay. Uh, and that is like, um, way back when I worked on a, uh, Pokemon DBX, um, that just kind of evolved into that over time because Torian is just like, Hey, this would be pretty cool. But um, basically the purpose of that was try to test and learn and figure out all sorts of stuff that I didn't have time to like during a show so I could just figure stuff out. Um, But it was the longest I had ever worked on anything. Uh, (laughs) And I I had just like looked at it too long and I'm like, I have a feeling this is bad. How do I not make this bad? And so I'm like, I'll send an export to Torian and see if like, my deepest fears are realized. Is this bad? I, I can take it. I just want to figure out how to make it good. And so I send it to, to him on Slack. Um, keep in mind, for the sake of the story, we are in different buildings at this point. Uh, because the next thing I know, Torian just comes up behind me, behind my chair. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, do you have a second to talk about this uh, this Pokemon fight that you sent me? I It's really cool, and I want to talk to you. So <laughs> I feel like that is like the first time I met him, even though I had seen him before. You summoned him to you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was it's just that like, passion, hey. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was actually going to mention like, we should talk about what else you do uh, for Rooster Teeth and beyond. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, the Pokemon DBX. Remember that? Uh, Lucario versus Blaziken? I do. That's this guy. <laughs> so hey, Torian's cool. in the chat, by the way. What's up? Torian, we miss you. We need you on the show uh, sometime soon. Stop working <laughs> so hard. Yeah, um, they, yeah they stop making our so look so cool. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't rem- I don't think I told Torian, so he's just like, why is Joey on the show? He should be working. You have <laughs> deadlines, man. Oh, yeah, you're getting Slack messages right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> totally. But what what have you done how uh, with with uh, RT and how long have you been been around here? I I started on Ruby five and I've been on every Ruby since then, 
with the exception of this most recent one, which I was only on a little, because it was mostly RVB. Uh, so that's Ruby 4, 5, wait, no, 5, I can count, I swear, 6, <laughs> 7, a little Genlock, a little Ruby 8, uh, Action Bots, uh, nice. and, uh, oh yeah, RVB 0. Uh, oh yeah sweet <laughs> yeah beyond that i've just i've just been hanging out being the guy with the hat also joey is... uh white oak in the chat says that you kind of look like mcu loki so if you're ever looking for like a badass <laughs> cosplay lean into not that bad. yeah i can't not see it now so <laughs> fair enough fair i, I will be the the rt agent of chaos i can't, <laughs> I can't do a tom hiddleston voice i just the question is figure something else out. do you keep the hat <laughs> oh naturally naturally you just put some horns on the top oh there you go oh my god say, I love it. Horns. this yeah. is loki <laughs> down under yeah. <laughs> yeah. welcome well, to fall down under now. yeah you call uh, that a tesseract oh, I, oh, no my oh. accent dropped completely that was no, terrible. this is a tesseract right yeah yeah exactly thank you I'm yeah <laughs> oh my <Not> god <laughs> all right so if you have not seen the red versus blue death battle, we, we will be jumping into the Q&A a bit for that. Um, uh, we, I mean, with the writer and one of the animators here, figure, you know, we can answer a ton of cool questions. If you have questions, we are, you know, live with the chat open. Feel free to post a, a question. Well, that... cue the heck out of those A's. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> other way around. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> feel, free to, feel free to ask us what you want in the chat, and we'll see if... You know, any of the four of us can answer it. Uh, but the first question we've had is, um, well, didn't doesn't this go against the whole point of Red versus Blue to have a team <laughs> win? Aren't they in a perpetual stalemate because they are of equal skill in the show? This is like the most, like, let's suck the fun out of this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like, our show. The, the our point is that it was a what well, if. This isn't canon. Like, it, it didn't happen. <laughs> this is just a hey, let's let them murder each other. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's specifically like this idea that they're in a stalemate in the show because they're of equal skill. Mm. Um, and that's not really accurate. Um, like there are some episodes that might support that idea, but but the main reason why they're in a stalemate in the show is because they just don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't want to fight. Yeah. Uh, so, More of like a plot stalemate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the only one there that wants to fight is Sarge and like, I think there's an argument to be made that he doesn't really want to. He's just, you know, very boastful. Yeah, uh, he's he he's yeah. just enjoys the the bragging and all these sorts of things. Like a like exactly. a dog chasing a car. <laughs> yeah. I, I I enjoy like the the mental exercise of like if uh, spoilers the Blues won the death battle. Should I not have said that? No, no, you're no I, I already mentioned that. Uh, oh, okay. We're going to spoil it. So you're good. Um, but I, I enjoy like kind of the alternate reality where the Reds won, where Sarge is just the last person and he's just like, what have I done? Yeah. My life's exactly. work is gone. What do I what, do now? What does he do if there are no blues? Exactly. <laughs> His purpose of life is What is the Batman out. without the Joker? What is Sarge without the blues? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the next question is, why did you put Tex on the blue team and not Sister Washington or Doc? Um, and I can answer this one real quick. It's just the general uh, um, approach we took for this episode, which was we wanted to use the original crew, the OG mm -hmm. cast. The season one setup. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, go all the way back to the past. 
having Washington sister and Doc there would be fun. Um, but I, I think that would it would make things a lot more complicated and it, it would it's it already pretty match complicated up. now. Yeah. 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 Script would have needed to be a lot longer. Yeah. yeah. It's also like sister kind of falls on both teams uh, in a way. Um, Washington came in after they had already made up and they became friends. Doc technically is neutral. Like there wasn't there wasn't really a He's reason. Purple for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> it would have been uh, it would have been nice to have Becca back though. I miss Becca. She moved mm -hmm. on to doing different stuff and yeah. she's that's great. true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe you know if people want to see those characters in Death Battle for for whatever uh, you know, let us know. We always have a suggestion form linked underneath every single episode. Uh, so maybe there's a match about their first sister of all characters. I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah. Um, Josh, as the writer, uh, I think this is going to be a big question for you. Uh, how did you implement Texas programming to always ultimately fail? Uh, basically, if Caboose and Tucker weren't so strong and skilled respectively, would Tex have been enough to carry Blue Team to victory? Because I know a lot of people jumping into this matchup thought like, well... Tex is just going to carry the whole thing. But then there's that whole problem with her where she's going to fail. She's programmed to fail. So how did, how did you right. kind of logically yeah, I mean, it was apply interesting. that? Like we, it, it, what ended up happening is that we just had a lot of conversations, a lot of back and forth about what exactly does this mean for Tex and how does it apply to our death battle? And I think like even if she – so blue team wins, right? But even if she would have been the last one standing, I think – there would have been some sort of failure for her along the way, like whether that's um, her failing to save another blue or maybe like her getting particularly injured. I think it just means that like she can never have like a full fledged victory. Clean I'm out victory. on top, a clean yeah. victory. Yeah, there's always going to be some kind of tinge to it. Um, that's really she kills any, everyone and then a plane lands on her. Exactly, something like that. Something ironic to to re, to bring us back to the idea that that's who she is. That's how she's programmed to be. So it was like just trying to figure out a nuanced way to implement that into this particular fight. Yeah, the the I think the simplest way to think of it is, uh, Tex can still win stuff. It's just yeah. the ultimate goal is out of her hands. So I don't believe Tex could have carried the team. Like maybe she could have killed all of the reds except for one, but something would have happened with that last red that would have finished her off and ruined the whole thing. Maybe uh, if her end goal wasn't to kill the reds, then she could like plow through the reds on her way there. <laughs> exactly. And then just not get the, the end goal. And, and, and even though, uh, you know, the concept of text being a machine program to fail wasn't really a thing in like season one, uh, you actually see this happen in season one. Uh, when Tex does take on the Reds by herself. And she does a really good job up until the last little bit. Oh, she the gets cornered. Um, <laughs> no, even before that, when she oh, gets yeah. captured, uh, before oh, everybody yeah. even realizes uh, uh, he's a she. Um, mm -hmm. Like, it, that happened. And then, yes, the, the grenade as well. Every time she There's seems just like always she's something. almost there. Even before the idea of her being an AI was even, like, thrown about. Back then, you know, Bernie and Matt and all of them were like, ah, they're ghosts, whatever, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that was still, it's still supported by it. I, I, I'm always, like, in awe of how they were able to bring all these jokes from five plus seasons of Red vs. Blue and somehow build lore out of it all. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there is one tough question that uh, I know a lot of people uh, are curious about, and, and so I want to cover that one real quick. 
Um, why did Caboose's voice sound different? Um, so there's a lot of theories, speculation and whatnot going on. It's, it's really not that complicated. Um, so the story is, the, the reason why is, even though Joel is no longer with the company full time, we did approach him about voicing in the Red versus Blue Death Battle. But we ended up having to recast. And while I know it is a bit jarring, uh, since it is such an iconic voice, um, the new the, the VA we got for this, uh, Michael, ironically, he's also named Michael, Michael Dickaboos, <laughs> um, did an excellent job filling a role that like we really needed and we knew it would be extremely difficult. So I appreciate everybody understanding, because um, obviously, like we were all nervous about it as well. Like it's caboose, but um, I really appreciate everything Michael did uh, to to help make it uh, work as well as it did. Um, and uh, I I still think that the episode turned out fantastic, even with that. And of course, uh, all the other characters are voiced by their original cast, um, which is so cool. Uh, it, it's it's always fun to be able to celebrate like uh, 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 the characters in a death battle um throughout their whole history and having the 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 actors there for red versus blue from red versus blue itself is a huge a huge factor of it um so but thank you to michael if you're watching this i don't know if you are <laughs> but uh <laughs> i think you did a fantastic job yeah uh, really yeah thanks michael <laughs> um, so next question why didn't you mention and i saw somebody in the chat actually talking about this uh why didn't you mention how smart Griff actually is, or how Lopez hates the Reds. Um, we we didn't cover everything. Obviously, we can never cover everything in, in the in show. Death Battle Rundown, right? That you right. saw in the episode that you saw, sir. Yeah. But I I really wanted to represent individual character like quirks in the fight. I thought it was very important to do that, and so. There are little moments in the fight where I feel like those, those little special qualities of each character really come through. Uh, Griff being a little kind of, Griff comes across as, you know, the selfish, lazy one. But in reality, he's, uh, he's got a selfless side and also he's, he's kind of smart, maybe the smartest member of the group. And so there's a moment, and this actually ties in with Lopez as well, because Lopez hates threads. There's a moment in the fight where Lopez is aiming for Tex and then shifts over to Sarge. It's yeah. like, wait a minute. Uh, and then Griff comes in and smacks Lopez as mm -hmm. he runs in to try to inter interfere with the fight. Uh, and that is us recognizing both of those characters, like s other like fa uh, quirks and whatnot. Like, is Lopez really going to shoot Tex? Or is he really going to shoot Sarge? Who knows? Uh, but Griff has an idea and he's not having <laughs> it. So he comes in and smacks him over. So little things like that throughout the fight. And uh, I think, um, you know, I, th I think people can jump into a death battle and just expect it to be some silly, dumb, you know, action scene. That's just like, ah, they just wanted to make a cool action scene. But no, we, we do put a lot of thought into the individual actions that a char each character mm -hmm. does um, and, and how they do it. So I feel like if you didn't catch those sorts of things on the first time through and you want to see that stuff give it another watch because there are a lot of little things that each character does that sort of either hints or represents things that uh, their character arcs throughout the show um that i we all really wanted to implement in some way our master plan double our views watch it again <laughs> <laughs> why only exactly. watch it twice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean you got to catch every single little little bit or easter egg or whatnot you know, like, that's going to take at least 10 watch throughs right 
Yeah. At least. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> uh, is there anything you wanted to add to that, Josh? Uh, no, I mean that. Yeah, I think you. I think you hit the nail on the head. Like we, there's so many fun characters to play with in this fight, and so we did have a lot of conversations about like, let's let's make sure we represent them well, and and even in the pairings, like to see uh, Tucker fight Lopez, to see Sarge fight Tex, was like all very specific stuff we wanted to do to bring out the best in all these characters. So, right. Lopez is a character, especially that like he's always implied to be like a little tougher and a little more like serious like durable than the other, and yeah yeah than, than the other reds and bl uh, blues and i was like he's the heavy yeah what oh, yeah. What, what what would happen <laughs> if lopez the heavy raposado uh got into a boxing match with somebody <laughs> we gotta see it yeah and like uh, yeah i i feel like tucker and uh lopez is just a fun matchup and it's not yeah. something that i would go to as like my first thing but i'm really glad it exists now yeah <laughs> The well, chat well, is now debating on whether or not Lopez is still alive and whether he was even alive in the first place. Uh, well, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well, incapacitated. That, that works for the sake of the death battle, right? He yeah. Can't, well, he can't, like, do anything other than try to just convince Caboose to be like, don't kill me. Just <laughs> wear me I on mean, top of your head and we will take over the world. If somebody can get him to a gun, he can technically still wield it, even oh, though he's just right. a head. Oh, that's right. I forgot that that's a thing that actually happens. Uh, does it make sense? No. But, you know, it's doesn't need to. Doesn't need to, yeah. Uh, Joey, speaking of uh, animating the characters, is there any particular shot that you worked on that like you were particularly, I don't know, proud of or had a lot of fun with? Well, I feel like I'm in good company in being able to animate Griff getting punched in the dick. So <laughs> uh, I, that is probably like uh, something that I'm going to be fond of for quite some time. Your, your, anim your, your, your animation at Rooster Teeth is now complete. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. I have ascended. Uh, uh. Yeah, oh, wow. that, that's probably my favorite part of the death battle. <laughs> it's got it had to happen, right? Yeah, naturally. And we had to do like the super like shockwave like ultra <laughs> punch. Love it. I didn't put in the shockwave. I'm not disappointed it's there, <laughs> but <laughs> who, who animated uh, who animated Tucker's Game of Thrones? That was uh, that, that was Peter Dang. <laughs> Uh, Peter Dang. Yeah, he's uh, he's another really really good animator, mm -hmm. and um, he really brought it on that part. He uh, he also had uh, the ending part with Griff and Tex, and um, just kind of uh, something that he was very much aware of is that the last thing going through Griff's mind before he dies is that he just got kicked in the dick. <laughs> so. <laughs> So that's that's how he died. As he lived. As he lived. Yeah, as yeah. He lived. <laughs> funny funny story. Um, speaking of sister, uh, when when <laughs> when animation, when the modeling and the animation was first starting, oh, text right. was actually completely colored yellow because she's a solid black, and so she would if you're just animating, it, it, you might be animating black on black then. So in order to, you know, get oh, the right. full animation in the full body uh it would be colored a brighter color so that you know animators could tell what was what and where things are moving um, and in red versus blue different colors happen to mean different characters yeah so <laughs> there were a couple occasions where one of those shots would move on 
to 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 an animator or or effects artist or whatnot, and they would be looking at it and go like, "Why is sister? When did sister learn kung fu?" <laughs> 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 there were a couple uh, occasions like that where we were like, "Oh, shoot." She's not supposed to be yellow. <laughs> the, the other the other case like that that made me laugh is that for the longest time we had uh, Griff's disembodied head instead of Lopez's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, which is like, holy shit. I mean, Griff getting his neck broken is intense, but like decapitated? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> so yeah, having a bunch of the same act, like characters, but different colors, obviously... It can throw it can throw you off sometimes. It, it led to some around. shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was fun, and it, it's funny to see like reactions, especially among the different you know crew members with experiences with Red versus Blue, being like, "That doesn't seem right." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we all know what we're doing, I think, so it's all good. <laughs> Fake it all till right. you make it. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing, but I've made it this far. Uh, the next question is, uh, and this is an interesting question that I saw. Since Spartans perceive time a lot slower than normal people, wouldn't Simmons' four-second changing feet actually be even faster? <laughs> Which is funny to think about. Unfortunately, uh, there's nothing to indicate that the Reds and Blues are Spartans. They're not super soldiers. Not even Tex. Like, there's nothing to, to indicate that Tex went through any sort of, like, superhuman augmentation like the Spartans do. Just that she's got a superhuman suit and an AI that makes her superhuman, basically. I'm just um, saying, Wiz and Boomstick do, too. Technically. That's canon. They can do the quick have change the suit <laughs> Not that we went through super soldier training. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to reference the previous Red versus Blue. You know what? Fuck it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we, we Red, yeah. Wiz and Boomstick have the Spartan suits tucked away somewhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, didn't the Blues just win by dumb luck with that grenade? That hardly seems fair. Would Caboose have actually oh, been on. able to defeat Sarge in a one-on-one -on -one fight? What do you think, Josh? I, well, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Caboose is insanely strong. <laughs> I mean, it would be it would be fun to play out, but I, I think Caboose would have it. Yeah, um, I, I mean the the grenade. So sure, it is a cheap death or whatever. But like, we also wanted the fight to feel like red versus blue. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, we it, we didn't want it to turn into some like. <laughs> super serious bloodbath or something like that <laughs> no way um so we had to have some like silly way to end it uh why does it feel out of character for caboose to just kill an opponent on purpose exactly yeah. exactly yeah. um which is why we don't really have him go into his like super rage mode throughout the fight um it does exist i'm sure some people are probably disappointed mm. with that um but it also like I saw, there there were plenty of comments of people just being like a little disturbed about seeing Griff getting his neck snapped. I can't imagine <laughs> by Tex, you oh, know, yeah. the most violent one of them all. Basically, uh, I, I I can't imagine the reaction if we had Caboose go on <laughs> just like murder a, Sarge, yeah, a murder spree. Yeah. <laughs> most people's two favorite characters, uh, and they just murdered each other right in front of you. Enjoy. Uh, yeah. Is, isn't that know. like the mission statement of Death Battle? I mean, it is, but we're also trying to represent the characters very <laughs> that's well. Fair, that's fair. 
we're we're not like we're not quite robot chicken here doing like some crazy uh, okay. silly parody. Uh, but yeah. yes, if it was a one on one fight between Griffin's or sorry between uh, Caboose and Sarge, I mean, yeah, you'd have to kill him. Yeah. That's sorry. what we do here. Yeah, and, and I mean that's what the, the the conclusion statements at the end of the episode are for. Like, um, I think it can it might be easy to just look at the fight and just take that as fact as it stands. Um, but like that la- those last couple of minutes of the episode are super important as we explain mm-hmm. how we came to our conclusion. That yeah. might not necessarily line up one to one with you seeing the fight in terms of like Caboose's strength was a key factor, and we don't actually see it much in the fight. But like. There are thousands of ways each of these fights can go. We can't show all of them. That's just impossible. Uh, so we choose to go with the, the way that is either the most fun, uh, best representing of the characters, and also shows off enough of what we're going to talk about in the conclusion uh, mixed in with all those other factors. Um, yeah, I think that covers everything. Yeah. That was yeah. all the questions? Or, oh, wait, we got more. Uh, there's one more. All right. Um, <laughs> Um, this feels more like red versus blue than RVB zero does. How come the writers of this aren't writing the new RVB season? <laughs> oh, that's the best comment. I didn't know yeah. about this one. This is amazing. Question. Who wants oh, to tell him? Josh, dunk on him. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. It, it, it is, uh, it is us. We are, we wrote both. Yeah. <laughs> we wrote both. We worked on both. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should just give RVB Zero a little oh, bit man. more of a chance. Cause yeah. like, yeah, RVB Zero is intended to be something new and different uh, and a new fresh look into the series. And like, I feel like everyone was very straightforward about that when we were yeah, talking about absolutely. it. You know, like, not a secret. Yeah, I was just like, this will be such. a little different. Like, and, and that's, that's what it's supposed to do. That's why it's called Red versus Blue Zero. Um, and yeah, and I hope you know that like the people working on Red vs. Blue Zero are very, very passionate about Red vs. Blue, and they did their their history, and they know the characters, which you can tell by the writing in this death battle. So yeah, this is like kind of proof. <laughs> like we could have done that. We could have done RVB the way you always knew and uh, knew it, but we wanted to do something different. It's very specifically. It's not like we were trying to do classic RVB and missed <laughs> terribly. <Yeah. laughs> it's <was> very intentional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was just really funny to me to see. <laughs> that, that was great. great. I, was, I did Surprise. not see that comment, and that's the best one by far. All right, uh, and just to wrap things up, the next episode of Death Battle is going to be Batgirl vs. Spider-Gwen, which is the first mm. episode completely directed by Joshua Kazemi over there. Hey. There he is. Yeah, uh, I can't wait. I am, I'm super excited for you guys to see what Josh has been doing uh, with, the, with the Source Filmmaker team. Yeah. Um, two 3D fights back to back. I don't know if we've <gasps> ever done that before. My actually. God. I'm really looking forward to it. I really like that, that those guys were my first episode. Like, I can't believe it. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. Um, it, it's got some some neat little neat little things hidden in there, too. So be ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll I think we'll have a sneak peek for that Ooh. next week. Cool. All right. Well, uh, that wraps up the Q&A. Um, so we can jump into what's going on do you like meat i know i do meat's delicious especially steaks burgers and well anything from the cow i truly love but i'm also a fan of the chicken the pig turkey all of them and there's no better place to get them than omaha steaks because they don't just have steaks they got a whole range of delicious stuff and uh right now you can get a steakhouse caliber grill pack an exclusive price for just our listeners. This is a DBC, this is for y'all, okay? So the Burger's Best Sellers includes 
eight perfectly aged steaks, four ultra juicy burgers, and I mean, they're seriously good burgers. Sides, dessert, total of 16 entrees, right? And uh, if you type in the promo code DBC in the search bar, you can unlock a limited time offer from Omaha Steaks that will add free shipping and two pounds of premium ground beef for free to your order. This is rich, intensely flavored beef. Like seriously, everything they do is really good. So you should definitely check it out, especially when you got this super good offer. Because if you go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code DBC in the search bar to get the butcher's best sellers, you get it at 45% off plus the free shipping and the two pounds of ground beef. It's just a super good deal. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just a great deal. Go check it out. DBC, Omaha Steaks, it's just a good deal. Go look at it. What's you know what's going, going on? on? <laughs> yeah, there what you is, go. What is going on? Uh, so it's so funny. I was watching, uh, so I was checking the comments out when we dropped this episode, and I was curious to see if anybody was going to bring up the whole Boomstick Sarge thing. And what was so funny is, uh, especially on the YouTube comments, like the first, like, day, no one said anything about it but then the next day suddenly then everyone was like wait a minute uh, <laughs> which uh, man that was that was really fun uh when i got that script and it was funny because ben i was trying to i started immediately trying to improv references and you're like oh don't worry there's plenty <laughs> there are so many yeah. i was like uh, is this too many <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh chad and i like uh, uh sometimes we will just get into like um sessions of improv in the booth where we'll, where we'll just start adding jokes and whatnot but every so often and this is a good example of it uh one of us will start adding it and the other one will be like wait 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 if we start doing that there'll be too much of that one joke because we have more coming up uh and yeah or that, or that. my favorite is like one of us will improv a thing on our lines and it's the next line <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah which is a huge testament uh to uh our writing team now and they really understand the characters uh because that's happened to me i don't know how many times ben but i've been like literally just did made some dumb joke to tail onto that and it's like oh wait no boomstick's next line makes that almost exact statement and it's like great <laughs> perfect <laughs> uh, but yeah that was a lot of fun i don't know i don't know what we're gonna do with that the whole sarge boomstick thing i feel like there's an opportunity there i've talked about it forever maybe like, have sarge like have a guest appearance at one point so and it's where he's just like talking about his long lost son. Well, guess we so, better be going. Yeah, I, I don't know if you saw our Red versus Blue episode we did in the anthology season. Um, Meta versus I Carolina. I did, but it's been a second. Gotcha. Yeah. So that at the very very end, there's very. It kind of looks like Sarge realizes what's happening and then pieces out. And like we haven't. I mean, we talked about it before, but it's like it's in this weird state of like everyone kind of knows, but we haven't officially confirmed if it's canon or not. And I don't even know mm. if it's canon or not um but it's just a really fun thing to think about and i think it makes so much sense uh in so many ways and like matt was so cool with it when we talked about making that joke um and i don't know i i want to see i just i want to see boomstick and sarge go on an adventure <laughs> like, so <laughs> that'd badly. be really fun that would be great apparently there's something called crossover canon which is like whenever you have a crossover it is confined to if they do another crossover so if like Batman meets the Ninja Turtles and then later on there's another crossover, then they can reference what happened in the past. But if it's just like a, another Batman episode, he's not going to bring up, oh yeah, by the way, I met the Ninja Turtles the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, That's funny. so, so Sarge is Boomstick's father only whenever Sarge appears. Yes. Only when they're together. Yeah. <laughs> when he's not there. <laughs> um, 
What's so funny is like I loved that the the red versus blue team also just like got in on the joke. They were cool about us doing it in Meta versus Carolina. And then also there's an Easter egg. Um, God, I don't even know what episode it was. Uh, but I think it was. Oh man, I don't know. Time has no meaning anymore in 2020. But there is an episode where there are multiple Sarges, um, and they called me into the booth. <laughs> to to voice one of they all talk like together and they caught they called me into the booth to voice one of them as boomstick <laughs> that's amazing um so that's a fun little easter egg that i don't think we've ever talked about before but that and that's in the official red versus blue episode so who knows are you are you in the credits for that episode or is it like a secret i, I might egg? be i don't know if they credited me i don't remember that's amazing either way is that the prequel episode where they were trying to like find the leader for red team is that the one it might have been that yeah, I, d- I don't remember. I just remember there was a bunch of Sarges or whatever, and like, uh, yeah, and I, I, I voiced one of them in the Boomstick voice because we thought it would be hilarious. I, I, this is it was so funny because it was out of the blue. Like, the the RVB team thought of that and they were like, "Oh, that's funny. <laughs> we'll have Chad do one to do a little nod uh, at this thing." <laughs> so who knows? Good. I just I want I want Sarge and Boomstick to go on an adventure together. I think it would be really fun. One day. One day. Someday. And and Matt Matt's still like super thrilled anytime he gets to voice uh Sarge. It Sarge, was really cool oh, working with uh uh you know the, the OG cast and bringing them in. Uh probably my my most proud moment of making the RVB death battle was when Bernie was recording and like halfway through he's just looking at the script and is like, This feels like this feels like I'm I'm voicing for season one again. <laughs> feels like I'm uh, like I'm g- going all the way back to the OG st- the, the OG red versus blue. Yeah. It's really neat because that's exactly what we were aiming for. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Ben, in this weird ass world and life path that we've gone on, the fact that we've ended up here is still so strange to me. Like the fact that you know we were both fans of red versus blue. You even way more than me because you you just kept going. Um, but like. The fact that, like, I remember this, like, probably, like, the, one of the first internet series I watched was Red vs. Blue. Sam, who works for us, too, now, like, it, he showed me Red vs. Blue, and we would just watch it and then play Halo. And the fact that then later on down the line, this is when I was like, I'm going to be a pro skater or whatever, right? Like, I didn't <laughs> think I would do this. And then I ended up at Screw Attack. I ended up meeting Ben. He ended up creating this show. I ended up creating this character that was sort of inspired by Sarge with, like, Adam Baldwin and all this stuff. And then we ended up under Rooster Teeth, got to write an episode of Red vs. Blue. And then now half of our, like, a bunch of our team is making the new season of a Red vs. Blue. And Ben, and you're directing the cast. It's just like, what is this world? Like, this is <laughs> what the is most happening? insane circle of life that we're now here <laughs> i've got I, uh, a, oh I've sorry got go a, ahead i've got a similar story just because kind of like in high school but like i had like two things that i would like watch very consistently and those two things were rooster teeth and screw attack so this here right now is the craziest <laughs> thing in the world yeah, man <laughs> <laughs> the the way i got to screw attack originally uh back in when i was seven 17 uh when when they were first looking for interns was a halo machinima i showed a halo machinima that i made and apparently it was impressive enough to get me that internship paid intern internship which i I guess is technically an employee i don't know (laughs) but um yeah so it all comes full circle some weird way i don't know man it's crazy insert time is made of circles joke here (laughs) <laughs> we have been very fortunate, and that's all thanks to you guys for watching. Seriously, uh, especially yeah. if you guys are watching Death Battle Cast, 
extra love because <laughs> <laughs> you guys the, are the the foundation of this channel and community and everything that we've been doing so uh thank you guys so much because it's all because of you if you didn't watch our stuff we wouldn't be doing this <laughs> I, I i see real quick i see people in the chat talking about the music for the episode uh their wolf media uh aaron made the track which is called blood gulch bedlam and it is i love it so much it's it's just like uh uh uh, kind of a hodgepodge like um uh, homage to like every iconic theme from the series for 17 years which is awesome uh all the way from old school text theme to from trocadero to uh uh the like chorus themes like it's really cool really cool if you have not seen it it is out for download on apple music and, and amazon and a, a bunch of places just check it out blood gulch bedlam it's really fun all of and, our music uh, is out for download i don't know if we've mentioned that recently we should probably keep we did that. we have not <laughs> talk about that a little bit i legitimately after our last sudden death when we were when we had brandon on and we were talking about the music uh i straight up like i was like all right shows every now and back to like normal work and i just put on like a whole bunch of death battle tracks <laughs> like i was just yeah. jamming out and man dude some of those have like some of those have like over some a million views dude it's crazy yeah. It's awesome. I uh, I still bring up the uh, All Might uh, Might Guy one occasionally when I'm working out. Just there's a lot of really good death battle music. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. for sure, man. It's been crazy. And then also it uh, it not only helps support the show if you guys do uh, purchase some, but uh, it also helps support the creators. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Mighty in particular, I think, uh, just reached over a million views on YouTube. Um, we got it, man. I can't talk about it, obviously. I can't talk about our season finale, but guys, the music for it is... I love it so much. I can't wait to share it with you guys. It's, it's a good one. It's We're a really close. good one. We're getting close. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually something I should probably talk about because uh, there is a little bit of confusion, I know, for some people because of the delay that we had to do with with uh, uh, matching with the Red versus Blue and RVB Zero uh, release date. Um, so... We're still do we still have 10 episodes, 20 episodes overall this year, which means there are three episodes left. There's the Batgirl versus Spider-Gwen one uh, that Josh is directing. There's one after that, uh, which Josh is also directing. Uh, and then there is the season finale. Um, and that does mean that the season finale is like, what, airing on December 27th, I think? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's like <laughs> very late in the year, um, which, uh, yeah. Surprise Christmas episode, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah, there are three episodes. Santa versus it. Rudolph. Go. <laughs> oh, don't break don't get me started. Don't get me started on the Santa matchup. Well, <laughs> that that seems like a great way to transition to the community death battle. Santa versus Jesus. Not that one. <laughs> In true fashion, 2020, uh, it's gonna look a little bit different than some of the years before it, but that's okay. We partnered with HBO Max to help uh, keep that spirit of togetherness and warm, fuzzy Christmas holiday feelings alive with a library of feel-good films all fit for the holiday season. So, if you're uh, staying put with your quarantine crew for the holidays, HBO Max has the bingeable series for you. At home with your overbearing family, HBO Max has a movie to get you lost in. It's got everything. It's HBO Max, y'all. This isn't just HBO. It's HBO. It's Warner. It's Cartoon Network. It's so much stuff. Like, I have it, and I got it for, uh, like, a, plenty of reasons, but I didn't know it had Top Gear on it. It's been awesome. I mean, we watched, like, 
all the new Top Gear that I haven't had access to for years. It's great. Love it. Uh, HBO Max also has many classic holiday films now streaming, like Holiday Affair, A Christmas Carol. And, yeah, I mean, I know personally, Christmas Carol always been one of those ones that my mom, like, insists we watch in the holidays. And, you know, now it's nice to just pop it on HBO rather than using that DVD she bought 13 years ago. So, let's get cozy at home this holiday season by heading to hbomax.com now. Alright, so, hbomax.com now. Go do it. Thank you. Bye. No, this week's community death battle is... What the hell was it? Street Sharks versus Extreme Dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> what? I know about one of those. What is Extreme Noel? Dinosaurs? Uh, Did Noel suggest this? Oh, yes. In, the, in the, the snowball effect of how popular TMNT was, then every animation studio in the world was like, and now we must take an animal and, ma animal and make it cool and fight crime. I remember um, that. I just don't remember like all of the different super groups that happened about it. Yeah, so <laughs> Extreme... So Extreme dinosaurs are these like anthropomorphic dinosaurs. Uh, they're like, but it also they had some like, like future technology. So like they would like straight up, they're like shooting guns and stuff, man. Like it was it was an interesting interesting time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know nearly that. enough about extreme dinosaurs and uh, street sharks are other oh, street sharks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I know last week you were talking about like finding out how to calculate like the swimming through concrete <laughs> yeah yeah that's gonna be i mean that's insane if you think about that that's an insane feat just diving down through the ground whenever you want and then tunneling through however many pounds of cement that is that is ludicrous <laughs> yeah seriously i'm yeah. I'm looking up like images of them and like <laughs> yeah no they are uh they are very much of the era i kind of love it oh yeah oh yeah yeah i mean like growing up, I was a big dinosaur kid, right? Yeah. But like, I wasn't a big. I I looked at extreme dinosaurs once, and I was like, yeah. I watched it. Yeah. I totally watched it. <laughs> wasn't uh, really for me. Joey, guess their catchphrase. Uh, it's Dino time. No, I uh, no, that would have actually, you know, they had a couple, so that might have been in there. Um. But uh, let's fossilize them, oh! is what they say to uh, when they're going to go fight some bad guys. Fossil. Oh, man. Let's fossilize them. God, he's still he's taking me back. <laughs> the theme song, too, man. Extreme, extreme, extreme dinosaurs. Like, it's just, like, so fucking, like, 90s. You gotta, gotta say the name over and over again. Ultimate 90s yeah. show. Absolutely. <laughs> it's Cartier weird, because, like, theme songs as well anymore. I'm just saying. Ninja Turtles yeah. was an 80s show. And yet, all the copycats came in the '90s, so they had to have that like '90s. You I mean, know, I guess I wonder, Ninja Turtles just... turned into a '90s show and basically I think, helped like, find the '90s. Ninja Turtles like picked up steam as time went on, so yeah. it, like people waited for it to be like an overwhelming success before they started copying it. Because when it was just like this weird thing that just hadn't caught on yet, people weren't uh, they weren't ripping it off yet. Mm -hmm. Well, it was '97. What was '97? Extreme Dinosaurs, it was based on a toy line that went out in 1996. Wow. Makes sense. Turn around. <laughs> yeah, well, like, right, I guess they, you know, the toys were selling well, so someone was like, make a cartoon out of it and we'll sell well, more. The, the 90s is crazy uh, when it comes to that, because, like, it's, look at something like Mortal Kombat. Um, you don't see it these days, but back in the 90s, they would put 
They would make uh, a franchise and they would do everything with it as fast as possible. Cartoon, movies, comic books, video games. Oh, like yeah. in the first three years, at minimum, all these things would show up. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. It's very expensive. But like, yeah. that's probably why they put out the, the toys one year. They put out the show the next year and they were like, okay, if this does well, we got a movie in the following year. You know? Yeah. Pretty kind of crazy. Real quick, I know we need to get to this community death battle, but I just I want to just read you these names because uh, it's taking me back. So the extreme <laughs> oh, the dinosaurs are T Bone, Stegs, Spike, Bullseye, Hard Rock. The the best one, the Raptors, and this, we're not going to beat the first one, okay? Bad Rap, <laughs> Hats, <laughs> Spitter, <laughs> and then there's the Cyber Raptors. <laughs> This this yeah. feels very nineties, like it's very like hard monosyllabic, like spike Rex. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Bad wonder rap. they never got a movie. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh, as always with community death battle, we leave it up to you guys to let us know who you think should win and why. So let's go ahead and bring up the answer for I guess Street Sharks first. Whichever one. Uh, did up. we did no? Oh, okay. Uh, this one's Rob Cunningham. Uh, the Street Sharks win for two very simple reasons. First, they can burrow under the ground, which gives them an extra dimension of mobility and the ability to attack from uh, an ambush over and over again. Second, dinosaurs went extinct or <laughs> evolved into birds. Sharks survived. <laughs> That's true. Sharks have been around forever. That's a pretty solid argument right there. Yeah. <laughs> that just, that, so, that's, like, that's like which would win in a fight with time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We don't want them to fight each other. Dinosaurs are already dead, so sharks win. <laughs> you know, uh, your logic is sound. So many, um, plenty of our fights in Death Battle do have like gargantuan feats of like this character survived a meteor or whatever. It's like, well, technically, between sharks and dinosaurs, one of them did survive a meteor, the other did not. <laughs> yeah, but some of them were in the fucking right. ocean. All right, that's not fair. Well, I guess there were dinosaurs in the ocean too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the sea that sharks work? are on land. So how did that work? Yeah. <laughs> the sharks survived be by becoming smaller. That's it. All right, let's go ahead and bring up the answer for extreme dinosaurs. Uh, this one comes from Jason Sith. Uh, extreme dinosaurs can fly with standard equipment. Bullseye can fly by himself. A uh, screech breaks reinforced glass. A saurian stomp can create earthquakes. Yeah, I told you about that. Or even create an erupt volcanoes. And a serious fight causes the KT event that caused the extinction. <laughs> oh, one of question mark? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I told you. I, I knew that story. That saurian stomp so was going to be a thing. It, did extreme dinosaurs kill the dinosaurs? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough about the extreme dinosaurs, but that's what it sounds like. That so, is what it sounded like. Assuming that is correct, and also they have the Saurian Stomp that that can create earthquakes and erupt volcanoes. Uh, sounds like the Street Sharks concrete... What 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 is it called? Concrete it surfing? Name? Concrete swimming? <laughs> is it going to be a factor? Concrete. Yeah, because they uh, can just erupt a volcano. I mean, that's yeah, probably not. I mean, but that's some crazy durability, I'm just saying. Well, is it sure, enough sure. to, like, survive lava, though? Because, like, <laughs> if they can make volcanoes, then that's probably going to be a factor. 
I think there has to be a volcano nearby. I don't know. I'm really oh, watching so. the intro right now because I know Sorry and Stomp is in the intro and I want to see what it does. Oh my god, never mind. Okay. I just want you to know the very first frame of this after the title card goes away is all of the dinosaurs busting out of the ground. So they do that uh, too. Okay. God, he just shattered a steel door. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, you guys keep talking. I, I want to see this. I want to see the story. The guy, they, they have jets. Forgot about the that. The big question I have is does he cause existing volcanoes to erupt or does he create volcanoes which in then which would then create lava? Do, I, so do they I have, have to feeling, go to a volcano? I have a feeling it's causing existing volcanoes to erupt. Okay. Um, like like the idea would be in, in a shot they stomp the ground and behind them the volcano erupts. Um, but was it a happened. volcano to begin with, or was it just a mountain that became a volcano? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, but I would imagine it's an existing volcano. That 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 kind of shot actually happens more often in these kinds of stories than than you might think. It happens weirdly a lot. Like Sonic has it happen. It's really strange. Um, but uh, uh, I, as, as as much as that's probably what it is. I do really like the idea that they can stop so hard that magma from beneath the earth just bursts up and yeah. creates a volcano. Yeah. A new volcano. I mean, I am, yeah. I'm 100% on extreme dinosaurs here. I think they have the technology and the ridiculous oh, wow. power. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah, because they, like, they, they have like guns and jetpacks and stuff. That was a thing, right? Yeah, they fly around on like ships. It's crazy. Do okay. sharks not have weapons? I don't remember. They have their mouth, Ben. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. They've got however many weapons that they have teeth. Yeah. yeah. And sharks have a lot of teeth and they regrow mm -hmm. real fast. Yeah. Which means they're never out of weapons. <laughs> All right, I'm I, voting I, extreme dinosaurs. I'm voting extreme yep. dinosaurs. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm going street sharks. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. They survived. Oh, they survived. <laughs> uh, if if we're if we're committing to the lore that these guys killed the dinosaurs, <laughs> then the street sharks are just the ones that got away. <laughs> I like that lore. That's good. It's fun. But like, if they could kill the dinosaurs, that means that they st survived as well, right? Presumably, yeah. Like, oh, interesting. These, these are the last dinosaurs. It's like a last Airbender situation. <laughs> if Ang just killed all the Airbenders. <laughs> <laughs> we're just making up lore at this point so i have no idea all yeah. right so we got three extreme dinosaurs and one street shark vote uh but let's as it, always guys. it's up to you all to, uh, and based on your vote on the poll uh so let's go ahead and bring that up and see who officially wins <laughs> this whatever this is yeah. oh, oh, all right. saying street, street shark. shark beats the dinosaur <laughs> cool <laughs> Suars. perfect the dinosaur that's amazing. <laughs> oh, oh, welcome dude, to the most professional show beating. on Rooster Teeth. Absolutely. We did it again, guys. Man, I don't know. This would be this would be interesting to do because I, I so I'm like just quickly skipping through episode one of Street Sharks right now. I watch one of them bite a like steel eye beam like in half, no problem. Then the other one, <laughs> as the, the bad guy was falling, he just one-handed smashed the floor, which created a huge hole. And then they all for some reason just busted through steel like it was paper <laughs> i would also like to know that one guy is one guy's holding onto the fin of them like a, a human is holding oh, onto yeah. the fin while they are clearly tunneling through the street 
uh i don't so know how what's that the durability on to that shred guy? yeah yeah that, that guy's pretty tough too yeah <laughs> all right well uh i guess officially street sharks win based on your votes uh even if we might disagree but either way uh, <laughs> uh thank you for voting and sending in your answers uh it's time to decide the next community death battle uh and joey do you have an idea that you i like do to it, it makes me laugh so i'm going to say it the idea here is Rudy from Chalk Zone versus <laughs> Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh my god. I love that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like I the it's not a one-to-one -one correlation, but I wanna see it. Because like <laughs> uh, at their core, they're just two kids, but in these like specific circumstances, they have the power to create whatever monsters or creatures or things that they can imagine slash put in a card deck so <laughs> if, yugi, if yugi has like whatever hologram shenanigans where he can like just create any of his monsters and rudy can just draw whatever i think that'd be a fun one Oh my god, that's actually like I was expecting some like really dumb like random <laughs> idea. That one's actually really interesting. Like there's yeah. so many questions. Yeah. Well, wow. I was just like I was expecting your idea to be just dumb. <laughs> uh, but well, you did a good well, job. Way to go. I can't believe uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> that see the goal, the goal is to be dumb in the right way, which is exactly. something I live by. There you go. <laughs> Hat. <laughs> all right all right so yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh versus rudy from chalk zone uh it's a monster fight everybody uh let's do it monster fight being summoned by kids yeah <laughs> um you gotta right, draw something rudy <laughs> uh, but how fast can he draw we'll see can he draw mm -hmm. faster than yugi can draw cards uh, yeah. all right so let us we'll know who that. you think should win between uh, yugi and rudy uh using hashtag death Battle cast on Twitter, uh, we'll have a poll up later on uh, this week. Um, that's at Death Battle on Twitter. You can vote on the poll and also leave your answers uh, as replies to the poll. And we will be discussing that next week, which is, wow, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Yeah, same. <laughs> Uh, and of course, next week we'll also have a sneak peek for Batgirl versus Spider Gwen, Spider Woman, Ghost Spider, whatever you want to call her, uh, directed by Josh. It's going to be yeah. dope. Yeah. Tune in. <laughs> Thank there you all go. so much for watching this episode of Death Metal Cast and joining us. Uh, as always, be kind to others, be kind to yourself, be awesome. We'll see you next week. <laughs>